Once there was a lad, his name was Joe. He had a thought, a podcast show about a game that all would play. That game was Pokemon Go. <laughs> hey, hey, the Waylord comes as large as ship and a hundred tons. Hey, hey, the Waylord comes everybody. This is a Pokemon Go podcast, an excellent place for people who are not Charles, because he's not even here tonight. What a jerk. No, uh, he, uh, his uh, boss, I guess, said, hey, stay another day down at Disney. And Charles is like, well, I guess if you twist my arm. Um, so he is still down there, but... As always, you have me, Joseph underscore Ard, here with you tonight. Uh, and it will be probably, I'm not going to lie, it'll probably be a little bit of a shorter show. But it'll still be great and wonderful and amazing and salty and uh, all that jazz. Maybe a little bit sweet, savory, you know, it'll be a tasty meal. A tasty meal indeed. Um, so uh, this past week... Um, I, I feel like it's more and more what I've been saying lately that, uh, it's just been slammed at, at work and it, it really has been. Um, but I, I have, uh, caught a fair amount of stuff this past week. Nothing super amazing. I've, I've caught all the litwicks that I could find in preparation for the upcoming, uh, community day. Um, and, uh, just in general, catching whatever pops up so uh but yeah super super crazy at work and as you can tell charles isn't even here he's on a quote-unquote work trip to disney so uh but yeah no he's he's having a lot of fun um let's go ahead and check i saw in our discord that there were some pretty awesome experiences over in our Discord, uh, and I am going to live vicariously through them tonight. Uh, let's see. So we need to back it up to the 7th. Um, there we go. So Kittens and Knives coming in with a shiny 98% Xerneas. That is beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Kittens also showing up with a Pikachu V full art card. Very nice. Uh, and then, as always, it wouldn't be a, a TCG explanation from Kittens if he didn't throw in some evolutions. So a Jolteon Max full art card. Uh, and then a Jolteon V full art card. I think I like the Jolteon V artwork the best. Um, I know that our podcast listeners can't see, but it... it it looks pretty stellar. Um, and I, I haven't played the, the TCG competitively ever, but I haven't, I haven't played even just the game itself in, in years since I was a teenager. Um, so yeah, <laughs> poor Devo site. Uh, he has now had two, not one, but two Galarian Articunos run from him. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel that pain indeed Devo site. Uh, who is actually actively typing in the chat in the the experiences chat right now? Um, so that is pretty awesome, and he's here live as well. Uh, Postywan Kenobi showing up with 
five shiny Xerneas, a shiny Kangaskhan, and a shiny Hopip. So a very nice there. Very nice indeed. Uh, kittens showing off a bunch of shinies as well. A Spiro, Magby, Teddy Ursa, another shiny Xerneas, an Eevee, but no flower crown. So it's okay, Charles. You don't you don't have to have a, a PTSD or anything like that from it. No no uh, attacks there. Uh, and then a perfect Great League PvP IP IVs for a Meganium. Uh, and so for those that are curious what those IVs are for the Meganium, it's a 0, 10, 15 on the Meganium IVs. So nice there. And he's using, um, oh, what's that? Pokey uh, Genie. He's using Pokey Genie to uh, determine whether it's perfect IVs for PvP. Uh, and then <laughs> Kittens. I saw him type in this one uh, earlier today live. Uh, he said that he was standing in the same spot for 20 minutes and he saw not to on the screen. He was like, nah, I'm not going to catch that not to. And he finally caught it uh, specifically on his alternate account or no, he finally caught it on his main account. His alternate account caught something different on his, he caught it and it was shiny not to. And then on his alternate account, he got a shiny totodile. And then right before the show, um, well, right before being relative, within the past hour, he also nabbed himself a shiny Combi. Uh, and if Devosite ends up typing in uh, what, their, what his experience was this week, I'll uh, get to that here in just a second as well. Um, but let's head on over to Discord uh, and look at our discussion from this past week. Uh, so for a reminder, for those that do not remember what the discussion topic was for this past week, it was, what is the worst Pokemon that could get a Mega in the future, basically? And we've got from Mr. Tambourine, and they say, un unknown. Uh, and yeah, no, that would be horrible. So uh, uh, Mr. Tambourine says, not only would it be fairly useless but you would have to eventually evolve a bunch of them just to get close to completing the set. Uh, also, <laughs> I would love to see a Mega Flower Crown Eevee just to watch Charles's head explode. A civilian on base here in the chat says that Pikachu, Mega Pikachu would be one of the worst Pokemon that could get a Mega. Ironically, I, could, I, I don't see Unknown ever getting a Mega. I could see Pikachu getting a Mega. Now, maybe not simply because Pikachu did get the, um, uh, what's it called, Gigantamax. And so maybe Pikachu won't get a Mega simply because he got a Gigantamax. Uh, but, you know, maybe if they're ever feeling a bit spicy, they could just toss it in there for a, a Mega Pikachu. Um, I, feel, I feel bad for Raichu. Because... Pikachu obviously is the main like the main Pokemon in the anime and so he gets all the love but Raichu I honestly I think Raichu looks cooler in general and so it I feel bad for Raichu it's it's sad it really is sad um now for me what I would say as the worst Pokemon that could get a mega 
Um, not saying that he will get a mega, obviously, because we, you know, we don't necessarily know the future. Usually, sometimes. <laughs> um, but the worst Pokemon that I could see. I don't know how realistically it would be to get a mega, but Wobbuffet. When in the in the in the anime, when Jesse and James got Wobbuffet, that was such an annoying addition to the anime, in my opinion. Wobbuffet, like it was, it was so pointless. Like, okay, I don't know how many of our listeners have actually watched the anime. But when Team Rocket was first introduced, like very, very first introduced, they were hyped up to be like really, really hardcore villains, like going to be. And, and a lot of Team Rocket is that way. But the Team Rocket that we see, Jesse, James and Meowth, they're straight up comic relief and at times they're even anti-heroes instead of villains to be completely honest. Like, and I kind of, I kind of wish we had more outright villains in the earlier seasons. Like even in later seasons, outright villains don't really exist, at least in the anime. And I haven't read the manga. Perhaps they are more ruthless in the manga um, and I get that it's supposed to be a kid's show, and so it might not jive well at all. But I would love to see actual scary villains that, you know, yeah. I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good for the show. I think it would be good for, to watch and fun to watch. Instead of uh, these people that are either comic relief or they're not really villains because what they're trying to do is like their motivations are good. Anyway, that is, is not the topic we had, but, um, actually, you know what? That may not be the topic we had this week, but why don't we ask, uh, as, as the discussion for next week, uh, it will be, um, Future villains, uh, what would you like to see for future villains in, um, in the Pokemon anime? Like, uh, what do you, would you like to see a specific trait? Would you like to see specific motivation? You know, anything you would like to see out of future villains in the in the Pokemon anime? What would you like to see? So. Let me type that up real quick since I'm here without Charles to fill in the awkward silence. Boom. All right. And so that will go up on Reddit. Uh, and again, that is, uh, po- uh, that's reddit.com slash r slash Pokemon Go podcast. Uh, if you want to hop over there and fill in your own answer on that. Um we are going to go ahead and cut off to a commercial break. The Pokemon Go podcast is made possible 100% by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash Pokemon Go podcast. All right. And we're back. All right. So this first headline um, is 
a little bit retroactive since this already happened in the past, but I wanted to use this kind of as a jumping off point for something that we've harped on in the past, to be completely blunt. But um, this past raid day, uh, the Mega Gyarados raid day, it was supposed to be 2 to 5 uh, p.m. local time. They accidentally, in some of the earlier time zones, had it kick off at 11 a.m. And so what they did for the for every other region is they just ran it from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So everyone got a total of six hours. To be honest, they should just do that anyway. Give us back our six-hour time frames for community day, for make it for raid day. You know, all they make these, they say, they say raid day, day. A day is 24 hours. I know they're not going to give us 24 hours. Plus, I mean, raids don't run 24 hours anyway. But at least give us a quarter of a day. Give us a six hours instead of one-eighth of a day. Mega Gyarados raid one-eighth of a day. <laughs> no. Uh, and so I think they should just give it back. Hashtag give it back, Niantic. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we skipped it a while back. Um, what was that, three, four weeks ago? Where we, we had a source that listed all of the things that Niantic has gotten rid of over the past couple of years. and Or at least the last year. And there's been a ton. Niantic has gotten rid of a lot. And when is the last time they've really done something innovative in the game? Like, like truly innovative. Like, uh, of course, the, um, the Ultra Beasts, their little warp thing, it wasn't an egg, but it was still a raid. Um, I would love, I would love to see something truly innovative. Like, the last thing that was, was super innovative was it the friends list? I'm sure that there has been something like they've done minor tweaks here and there. They added the the mid-level evolution raids to community days. They have done some quality of life things. So they have added some things that I I I I am guilty of it and I know the community is guilty of it of not giving them their due credit for some of the things that they have added to the game, some of the quality of life stuff to the different normal events that we get. Um, because with those raids, you, you can do, assuming you live in an area where those raids are actually available, um, you can do those raids and then, uh, the community Pokemon will spawn more, uh, more frequently ar around, um, that gym for a little while as well. Uh, so that is something nice that they have added, but they have just taken away so many things, um, from, uh, there, I mean, there's got to be a, a fair number of people who, during the pandemic, joined Pokemon Go, and they didn't know all the things that were added temporarily for Pokemon Go um, because of the pandemic. Uh, and it, it'll be interesting to see where they find... I, I still feel like things are still kind of up in the air in what Niantic wants to do versus um, their own vision for the future. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where they end up landing. Cause right now 
it's not it's like like we talked about last week with the um the profit margins for this year and the projections it's not landing with the community and and i get that globally um the people don't have uh, times are hard as far as money goes and so i i get that that is also a contributing factor and not just niantic's decisions but Niantic is really, really shooting themselves in the foot because people are already stressed because of the financial condition of basically the world right now. And and they're taking away all of these things that used to bring us, you know, a, a, a modicum of, of happiness and fun. And um, that I've, I, I personally have seen... A lot of people, um, not as many as I was expecting to be honest, but I've seen a lot of people leaving the game uh, over the past six months because Niantic has been making poor decisions, in my in my opinion. Now, obviously, they don't think so, or else they would roll it back, or maybe they're being too prideful and they don't want to roll back some of this stuff. But they need to realize this isn't working for a lot of the community. You know, real real talk. They kind of suck right now, and and those that have been with us uh, for a long time uh, know that that we love to we lo- we do we we love to bash on Niantic, but we also like to give them credit when credit is due, and it's been real hard to give them credit this year, um, because they they keep taking stuff away and they're not bringing stuff back like they ought to. You know, we've said it over and over again. Where are our our EX raids? Are they coming back? Why why don't we have megas in our boxes anymore? Um, you know our research boxes. We've we've talked about this multiple times. I probably don't need to harp on it, but I'm going to mention it. They could definitely use a boost, um, giving us increased chances of of them being shiny or making them mega or making not megas making them uh uh legendaries again um i think i said megas earlier as well i meant legendaries why aren't there legendaries in the in the boxes um yeah just in general in general niantic do better um you need to remember that this is a game i realize you're an ar company you're not a game company but you you make games and you need to remember this is a game and it's supposed to be fun. Where's the fun, Niantic? Where's the fun? But anyway, on to a bit of prophecy fulfilled, as it were. Uh, Pokemon Go, Niantic specifically, has announced the part one of the Halloween event. Um, and. I called it, I called it, uh, Mega Bennett is coming, and no one is surprised that bucketfuls of candy, well, yeah, Halloween generally is associated with candy, so we normally get, we normally get extra candy Halloween and Easter, I, I mean, those are like go-tos, and then sporadically throughout the year, but, so we're getting Mega, Be- uh, Mega Bennett, uh, will be popping up in raids, um actually a really short window. I'm kind of surprised at how short the window is. And I can't remember if we already knew the window or not, but it's only a week. 
October 20th to October 27th, uh, 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. local time. Uh, Mega Bennett will be popping up in Mega Raids. We also have our timed research, special timed research, and they've got multiple different tickets. So ticket one and ticket two. Um, the cheaper one will give you access to a timed research featuring encounters with Yaw Mask and Galarian Yaw Mask. Uh, and that's the $1 tier. Uh, well, for me it is anyway. Uh, local conversion rates apply. Uh, and then the upper tier is $5. And I, these seem like they're two completely separate tickets, paid tickets. Um but the other one gives you a uh, timed research featuring increased candy bonuses and additional Halloween themed tasks and an avatar pose. I'm not going to lie. I don't care about these timed research, but, uh, and these aren't, these aren't special research. So they, they're timed. So they, they time out. You have until November 1st to complete them or else it's it will expire. So you're paying for it, and if you don't finish it, granted, most people are going to finish it if they try even a little bit, I'm sure. But, um, yeah. This really feels lackluster. At least the time, like, I'm like, Niantic's just trying nickel and dime us, because, again, their profit projections have been pretty slim this uh, this year compared to previous years. Uh, but then there's the special research, which I believe is going to go out to everyone. Uh, it doesn't say that it's paid. Uh, and in the special research, we've got Professor Willow again joined by Rye. And, man, I'm surprised Rye is sticking around for so long. I thought he would just be popping up um, when we had Ultra Beasts and maybe scrolling down, scrolling down. I don't see any mention of Ultra Beasts. Unless they're going to surprise us with Ultra Beasts. I just assumed that Rai would only be popping up for Ultra Beasts. But uh, the special research um, is going to be uh, be here. Well, we can have it or collect it because it's special research. It shouldn't be going away uh, on October 20th. Although it does specifically list until November 1st. Or maybe it's just you, you need to start it between those times. Um, but you, they are also debuting shiny Galarian Yaw Mask as well. And then in eggs, which again, these are going to be, uh, the rates on this are not going to be what they claim them to be, but all in a, in a single, uh, rate tier, they have Yaw Mask, Galarian Yaw Mask, Phantom, Golet, and Noibat. Um, and if I had to guess Phantom... And the yaw masks are going to appear a lot more than Golet and Noibat. That would be my guess. And actually, probably the normal yaw mask will appear more than the Galarian yaw mask. That's my gut feel on that. Because that's what Niantic likes to do. Uh, and then in the wild is going to be a lot of Halloween-type Pokemon, Halloween-themed Pokemon. So Zubat, Ghastly, Haunter is going to be in the wild. Spinarak, Murkrow, Mistrevis, Sableye, Shuppet, Dusclops, Absol, Drifloon, Yamask, Golette, Phantom, and Pumpkaboo. And uh, it, it specifically does not have the 
shiny symbol on Hunter and Dusclops, even though they're shinies. So you can catch their lower forms as shinies, but apparently you can't catch the evolved forms as shinies. Um, and then those last three, their shinies haven't been released. Golette, Phantump, and Pumpkaboo, they are not there. Um, they are giving us a spooky pose during the event. Um, basically, you walk like a mummy, you shamble forward, um, and then the, some new avatar items are going to be popping up in the shop. A Dusclops costume, uh, a Dusclops head wrap, and a Zubat headband. Uh, none of which tickle my fancy, but for all of you uh, costume or avatar item lovers, get out and get it. Get you some. Um, and then also... Uh, they are going to actually be changing up how the game looks a little bit. The Pokestops and Gyms are going to be decorated for the holidays. Uh, and then coming back again this year is the Lavender Town music, which I personally don't play with music on, so I maybe I'll go and look at the YouTube video because they linked it there in the announcement um, and listen to it. But yeah. Uh, and then we will also have uh, an alter... Let's see, where is this? It says it just says featured attacks. Oh, because they're in raids, duh. In five-star raids, is going to be altered form Garatina, uh, and it will know Shadow Force. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to check and see if Shadow Force is any good, because the, the power level on it looks good, but if you... I don't know how much, it, I would assume it takes uh, a full charge, just like Hyper Beam or something like that. But um, yeah, it's got 120 power in training ba training battles, so that's that's pretty pretty nice, pretty solid. Um, but yeah, uh, and then raids uh, are, again, Halloween themed. So a lot of the ones that, we are, that are appearing in the wild are appearing in raids. Uh, but it specifically mentions three-star raids. Gengar can be shiny. Um, and then the altered form Garatina, who alt, Garatina is is pretty strong, so you may want to grab him. And then of course Mega Ben Be, Mega Benet is making its debut, and it actually put the shiny symbol on Mega Benet, so it looks like uh, from those raids you'll be able to catch them as shiny as well, which I think is pretty standard for Mega raids in general, is that you can catch the the fully evolved shinies from those, so. Yeah, and then uh, in field research, uh, you can get Mega Gengar candy and and or Mega Absol candy from completing specific things. Oh yeah, uh, but speaking of moves and how much damage they deal, uh, someone on the Silf Road by the name of Backstroker nineteen ninety one did a quick comparison, which I'm sure is uh, also just on a bunch of the different websites, but it's Chandelure. Um, so Chandelure for Community Day is going to be getting... Um, oh, shoot. Which move? I think it it's getting Poltergeist. Yes. Poltergeist. It's getting Poltergeist, but it can already learn Shadow Ball. Currently, its best move is Shadow Ball. And even with Poltergeist, Poltergeist is weaker 
in DPS than Shadow Ball. Shadow Ball is overall better. However, and I, I can't stress this enough, make sure to evolve a few Chandelure anyway with Poltergeist simply because they might patch it in the future and make it better. Um, so even though Shadow Ball is currently better, you want to have it there for the future just in case. Um, because even if they don't patch it and you want to switch to Shadow Ball, you can use a TM to switch to Shadow Ball, but you can't use a TM to switch to Poltergeist unless you have an elite TM, of course. Um, and so, yeah, just uh, FYI, if you're looking for some a, a Chandelure to immediately use for battles, you're going to want Shadow Ball. And what you could do, if you have plenty of candy, is get it with Poltergeist, but, get it, but then have the second move be Shadow Ball. So then you've got both on there. And it's best of both worlds and, until they buff Poltergeist. So, which that's probably what I'll end up doing, to be completely honest, is just putting both of them on there. But speaking of PvP, we have... I mean, not that Charles and I need more reasons not to do PvP, because we just don't like it. But uh, a Redditor by the name of Anon636391 posted on the Silk Road, the constant lag in GBL has ruined GBL for me. When will Niantic fix this games? So uh, this was posted a few days ago and they said that they played four sets out of uh, today. Seven of those 20 battles had extreme lag causing me or my opponent the opportunity to have unfair advantage. And they, they specified they have good internet. 20 20. Uh, uh, no, 200. He says 200 GBS gigabytes per second. I doubt it's GBS. It's probably megabytes per second. I don't know of anywhere in the world that a, that a, a residential area offers 200 gigabyte per second internet. Um, so my guess is it's it's megabits per second, and that's a typo there because that would be wicked, and I would want to know where they live. But uh, they said that, that their internet is 200, and I'm correcting it to megabits per second. So they know for a fact that it isn't on their end. Uh, this has been a constant problem, and it never gets fixed. Seems to only get worse. And a bunch of the people in the community um, say that uh, basically, it, the here, I'll, I'll just read verbatim from Tito hyphen Victor says the PVP for this game simply doesn't work as a mobile game. It requires you to click super fast, spam it and make every click count a single miss and you're done for. And on a mobile's inconsistency, it simply doesn't work at all. I don't think they care about it, to be honest. 100% Niantic doesn't care. They have no they have no plans to make this a, an e-sport even though they had the tournament there it it's never going to be a real e-sport and they have no aspirations to actually make it a respected e-sport um and and they're they're not a gaming company they're a VR com or an AR company and they they simply they don't they don't care so <laughs> I don't I don't see 
the lag and disconnect issues getting resolved anytime soon, if ever, to be completely blunt. I just don't see it. It, it Niantic, it's not a priority for Niantic, uh, and so it's it's just it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, just another reason. If you were looking for one, <laughs> there's a lot of people that like the Great Battle League. Like for instance, Kittens and Knives. He he really likes doing PvP, um, but I think in general. It, it, I, I'm curious. I, I, I would love someone to do a poll on the Silk Road, which means I should probably do one, but I probably won't. But I would love to see what the community, like how many people in the community actually take GBL seriously. So the poll would be like, I seriously do G, uh, GBL, I casually do GBL, or I basically ignore GBL. I do little to none, and I, I'd love to see those metrics. But then again, I'm I'm kind of a statistics guy. Uh, and speaking of statistics, uh, we have from a redditor, Polymers Up, uh, an inter in my opinion interesting because again I I love numbers I love statistics, um, but this is the meta trends by season. Uh, granted, they're lumping the season into years, so the 2000, the the 2022 season, and he's got it listed as the 2023 season. So I don't know what he's considering the 2023 season because we haven't started that yet. Um, but regardless, uh, it's interesting to see. I assume he meant 2021 and 2022 is what. I would guess, but I could be completely off on that. Um, but in the past, uh, it's shown the usage percentage for different um, Pokemon. So like uh, Whalerin and Sableye and Registeel used to be big in the in the meta. And this is, I don't know if this is a specific league or just usage in general. I think it's just usage in general because he doesn't, seem to specify see I'd like it broken down more to be completely honest okay so for the 2023 season quote unquote it's um, the data for September through October of 2022 and the 2022 season was May to June of 2022 so that's kind of a weird differential there but um it has trending up so it's got it's got trending up and trending down uh trending up right now is um oh shoot alteria i think is that one yeah alteria is trending up as well as galarian stunfisk and actually uh trending up is um Shoot, what's the new ish? New ish. Uh, this we talked. About, it was really Marini. Marini's evolved form um, is trending up as far as usage goes. Um, to uh, Toxapex. 
Toxapex is trending upwards as well. So it's interesting to see because they were just barely added to the game. So, I mean, they couldn't have trended down, I, supp I suppose. Um, but it, it's interesting to see what's being used. Uh, I don't find this quite as useful from a practical standpoint as some of the uh, graphics that I've seen. Like, this is the current meta. This counters this. This counters this. This counters this. And they've got kind of a, a cyclical graph of what counters what in the current meta. Um, but again, this is raw data. It's, it's a bar chart showing what's popular and what isn't. Uh, for instance, trending down. Whalerin, way down. Sableye, way down. And I, I kind of mentioned that they were big in 2022, which means, you know, they're not big anymore and registeel trending way down both all of them huge huge deficits <clears throat> and then some people have basically disappeared from the meta um alolan marowak tapufini araquanid um they were all pretty big it, for 2022 well pretty big being relative they, they had decent usage and now they're for 2023 season, it's just a tiny little sliver. Um, but yeah, uh, very interesting. Like I said, I, I'm a numbers guy. It's what I do. So I like seeing stuff like this. Uh, if you want to see this as well, you can either head over to our Reddit. Again, that's reddit.com slash r slash Pokemon Go podcast. Or uh, you can look at our show notes like on our website, PokemonGoPodcast.com uh, and see there. Uh, and then we've got um, last but not least from our sources for tonight the sylph road did a study this is oh i didn't even realize they number their studies this is study number 59 and it was published this past week demystifying ditto uh, and they compare the rarity and the shiny rates and the key findings i love that they put this up at the top and then they go in and explain further what's going down uh, and so the key findings here is that around around and this is just rough numbers around two percent of all pokemon that can be disguised as dittos are dittos so if it is a pokemon that could be a ditto there's roughly a two percent chance that you will that you will run into a ditto um, some of their, and that's just the average of all the different ones with confidence intervals and they put uh, p-value and statistics and all of these different things in there. And so that's just the rough estimate. It might not be 2% across the board for each different Pokemon that could be a ditto. Um, but that's just the, the estimate after collecting 13,000 uh, data. Uh, a, a small group of Sylph researchers spent five months tracking down 13,000 ditto disguises, and this was the, the data that they collected. Um, and then, of those dittos, when they appeared, roughly 1 in 64 were shiny. Um, so that means... So 1 in 64, and you have a 2% chance, which is 1 in 50. Um, so if I pull out my handy-dandy calculator, uh, that is roughly every 3,200. So 
every 3,200 Pokemon that you click on that could be Ditto will result in a shiny Ditto. Based on based on those numbers, assuming that these numbers are correct from their empirical data. Um, but yeah, that's actually not as bad as I thought it would be, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, so for those that are here live, uh, what I do when Charles isn't here or for those on the podcast, rather, uh, when Charles isn't here, I just put up a picture of Charles that I got off of the Internet searching Charles McFall and uh, VO by Kurt says Charles's profile picture is from 20 years ago. And that's probably pretty accurate, to be honest. I mean, probably not quite 20, but it, it's I'm, I'm guessing it's 15 years ago or so. 10, 15 years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little old. It is definitely a little bit old. Um, all right. I just checked. It doesn't look like we've got any, um, speak pipes for this week. Uh, those both appear to be over a week old and they're from Diva site. So, uh, Kurt, do you know what time it is? Well, I don't think Kurt's going to answer. So it is time for random trivia. And this week I wanted to talk about Murkrow. Um, <laughs> Kurt answered. It's random trivia. It's random trivia. Uh, so Murkrow is the darkness Pokemon. He is a dark flying type. And he evolves into Honchkrow, the big boss Pokemon. Um Man, if Charles was here, he would love that he's the big boss Pokemon. But he's not. So sad. Wah. Uh, the Pokedex entry for Murkrow says that it is feared and loathed by many. It is believed to bring misfortune to all those who see it at night. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, is some of the mythology surrounding crows in general. Um... Murkrow obviously is based off of a crow, um, and its name is a combination of murder and crow, though some people think murky and crow, but personally I think murder and crow, simply because a group of crows is called a murder. Murder. Um, and then the design of, of Murkrow, the top of its head uh, very much resembles a witch's hat. Uh, and its tail looks like a broom, in my opinion. So they, they kind of merged uh, a crow with a, a witch uh, for this specific uh, Pokemon. And then Honchkrow, its Pokedex entry says, It is merciless by nature. It is said that it never forgives the mistakes of its Murkrow followers. Ooh. Don't want to get on that boss's bad side. Um, so Honchkrow, he's his appearance is bulkier than uh, than Murkrow. It, he almost kind of looks like uh, to me. You know, they say crime boss and things like that. He kind of looks like the um, cliche uh, pilgrim, like that's going to be hunting down 
witches in Salem type of thing. That's kind of what he looks like because his hat doesn't really like the top of his head hat, quote unquote, uh, doesn't really look like a witch's hat to me. It looks more like a wide brimmed pilgrim hat type of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, so haunch crow is a combination of honcho and crow and honcho means boss. So he's the boss crow. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, Murkrow is going to be spawning more for this event. Uh, so you can get him or you can get him in his shiny pink, well, pink, purple fuchsia, his fuchsia form, um, and have fun with that. Uh, if you wanted to uh, email us, you can do so, show at PokemonGoPodcast.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us with your voice uh, with our SpeakPipe feature on our website, PokemonGoPodcast.com. There is a green button on the right-hand side that says SpeakPipe or leave, us, leave a voice message or something like that. It's a green button. It's there. Click the button. Leave us a SpeakPipe. Um, you can go to Reddit if you want to add your own sources or if you want to comment on the discussion. It is reddit.com slash r slash Pokemon Go podcast. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter uh, at Pokemon Go pod. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Pokemon Go podcast. You can find us on TikTok at Pokemon Go podcast. Uh, which our TikToks are done by Civilian, and I hope that Charles has actually connected with Civilian to figure all that out. Uh, you can visit C uh, Civilian's uh, Etsy shop. That's etsy.com slash shop, shop slash Muir Pack, M-U-I-R-P-A-C-K. He has a whole bunch of awesome stuff there. Um a lot of it is about K-pop, but there is Pokemon stuff there as well. And actually, <laughs> uh, speaking of K-pop, a civilian uh, earlier this week was like, hey, uh, if you happen to be, I think it was the L.A. area, and he was like, hey, uh, just so you know, and I think he's deleted the message now, but he had some tickets that he wasn't going to be able to use for a concert. He was like, Anybody here want them? And so, you know, you can get into our Discord by going over to patreon.com slash Pokemon Go podcast and any of the tiers get you into our Discord. Uh, you can watch us live here on twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go podcast. We go live on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And you can join the likes of Imaginary Nomad, uh, Ninatella, Squishy Twitchy, VO by Kurt, Devo Sight, Civilian on Base, all of these awesome people. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Joseph underscore Ard. You can find Charles on Twitter at Rock God of Pod. And until next time, you can hear Charles say nothing because he went to Disney instead of being here to record. What a jerk. Oh, 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 o